Showgirl Sunday Dinner, the weekly sparkly burlesque podcast about three black showgirls living, loving, and training in San Diego from an unapologetically black femme perspective. I am Butter Love, California's chocolate butter babe. I am Sepia Jewel, the seductress of slang. And I am Twerlisha Divine, the black gold goddess. Thank you all so much for accepting our invitation to dine and dish with us. Now, grab a plate and have a seat at the table because you're about to get served. Feed your fitness, starve your mediocrity. That quote's by me. Ha ha ha! Welcome to Showgirl Sunday Dinner, y'all. We're back. So that quote came from a fitness blog that I was quoted in when I was running around in New York being a personal trainer and stuff. To the stars. Not really. <laughs> kind of. A little bit. Today we are here and we have an amazing guest. So I'm so excited. I can't wait to introduce this person. Yes. So this person has been a huge inspiration to all of us and to our podcast. You've heard mm-hmm. us talk about her a lot because we are stands. Um, yes. We're unapologetic <laughs> and unashamed. So whatevs. The weapon of mass seduction, Miss Die Lovely. always do and we're going to begin with our sparkle and shine my sparkle and shine is lily von step today is her birthday happy birthday happy birthday we tart on your birthday yes we are yes and especially since you're performing Tonight. I know we're sad that we're missing yeah. that. We would want to bring Tarzan, yes. so you can see Tarzan. Are you talking yes. about Doc? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, she calls him Tarzan. Tarzan. She has yeah. a thing for your. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Yeah, she yeah. deserves. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday! <laughs> My sparkle and shine this week is none other than the seductress of Slay. Ooh. Mm. Who did Do we even who know is, her? Do you mm-hmm. even know? Who is she? Sepia Jewel. My sparkle shine is Sepia Jewel because she is in the running to be a finalist at fucking Viva Las Vegas. Yeah. Hey! Yeah. Vote for Sepia. Do something constructive with your rights to vote. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see some endangered species. Yes. So we are super excited and she deserves. So vote for Sepia so that we can see her grace the stage at Viva. My sparkle and shine is to a friend of mine. Her name is Maisha Soul of Souls in G-Spot. Yeah. And uh, she's here in San Diego, and this past Sunday, she this dope. Her and a friend of hers, they co-hosted a dope space for Black films to talk about Black film presence, um, sexuality presence, and social media. So I appreciate her for creating these spaces. Um, she did another 
a workshop where we talk about masturbation, black women mm. masturbating. Mm-hmm. So I'm very thankful for her to create something like this here in San Diego is much, much needed. I love, you know, us talking about all of our unique stories in regards to sex and sexuality. So I just want to give her a, a shout out. Uh, so she's my spark on the shine today. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sex positivity. Always. Hi, y'all. It's Dye Lovely here, and my sparkle and shine are the vaudeville vixens. Oh. Yes. yes. Safe play. Yeah, my girls from the Vixens out of San Diego Burlesque, they always come through with a beautiful production, whether it's Burlesque Brunch or showcases with their students. Mm-hmm. They're just always so kind and fun and sweet backstage, yeah. always yes. good vibes. And for me, they're always enthusiastic about taking my classes. So I love spending time with them, and they're just always for it. They're so supportive for everybody in the community and yeah I don't think some thanks babes they oh, have yeah. a, a workshop series going on right now right yeah, yeah. I'm taking um, Emerard's class on Tuesday mm-hmm. and it was so much fun the passion that you see from her when she's yes. performing you felt all that in the class awesome mm-hmm. we'll post a link to their workshop series so that everybody can get in this classes because Emerard is is somebody to emulate so, yes. yeah. Get your butt in class, y'all. Life is trying, and um, <laughs> I had an experience trying to get my mom out the car. She has dementia. She didn't want to get out the car, and she wanted to use her hat to balance, and she wanted to hit me and everything. My patience was running thin, so I had to hum... We shall overcome, right? <laughs> so that <laughs> I can have patience. If I sung the words or talked, then she would turn it around. Why are you saying this about me? And da, 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 da. Mm. So I hummed it. And so, yeah, I had to do the Negro spiritual. <laughs> I had to go there. You have to practice patience. Patience mm-hmm. doesn't come easy. And yeah, you true. need, you know, to be patient with yourself. Practice patience, Twirlisha. Um, you have to be patient. <laughs> I've You have to be patient with yourself too on on, on things. Mm-hmm. You know. Yes, ma'am. Was that a call out? It's always a call Just out. A they, I mean, they be over here reading me for film mm-hmm. on a daily basis. It's cool. She do because you know, like when you're at the in the store. And the person in front of you has all has one thing and they're going really slow. That's time to practice patience. Yeah, I don't have any of okay. that for this so, situation. I also have no patience when people drive like crazy people here in San Diego. I don't know. <laughs> patience is a virtue. Practice patience. Get your patience on. Yes. I'm going to try. I'm trying to do better. I'm still a work yeah. in progress. Just practice. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like when you're practicing your patience, things come to test your patience. Yes, they do. On purpose. They do. They do. Like how patient you trying to be. Yes. Like, I'm trying to do this. That's why I had to hum. Mm -hmm. Universe be shady sometimes. Hella. Trying to to come for you. Practice patience. Okay, and 
And now we are going to roll into our Burly Biz of the Week. And this week we have decided to highlight Ivy Valentine at Afro Pinup. Uh, Afro Pinup celebrates brown women in burlesque, fashion, performance art, and other artistic mediums through building awareness and an archive of their rich history. Afro Pinup provides lectures, events, exhibitions, and special projects that incorporate the significant contribution of brown women and all they have done to make culture and art. Uh, they provide support to contemporary artists who share Afro Pinup's passion for this history and empower women through positive body image. I love Ivy Valentine. I love her Instagram. She also has a podcast that's out on SoundCloud that I listen to every time it comes on. She features amazing performers and they always have very provocative conversations. She has also shouted us out, feeling the love from, from her, mm-hmm. especially the folks that she works with. It just, it makes me feel really special whenever I see her give us a shout out. She's out here doing the good work for uh, all of the black burlesque babes and performers. Her website is afro-pinup.com and her Instagram is at afro-pinup. Please check her out, support Afro Pinup, listen to their podcast, donate money to their cause. It is a nonprofit organization. Show Afro Pinup some love and show Ivy Valentine some love. She's an amazing woman and she is cultivating an awesome space and creating art and representation uh, for a much needed demographic within burlesque. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, shout out. Shout out. Snaps up. Don't you hate it when your costume attacks you? (laughs) Um, okay. (laughs) Like, when you have your bra on and all of a sudden you're getting stabbed, you know, and you're dying. Oh, all in the chest. (laughs) Yes, yes. In the chest area. When that underwire is just... That's costume. That's life. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) When that underwire just comes out and... You're wondering what it is, and it's just stabbing you. Mm-hmm. Well, the struggle is real. It is. Um, <laughs> well, one way that you can fix that is if you have some moleskin. You can always put the moleskin over top of the fabric. But what I do is I'll cut like a little piece. Mm-hmm. I'll pull the underwire out a little, and then I'll put it over the tip of it, and then just mas. Massage it so that the adhesive will um, adhere to the metal, and then push it in, and then I just kind of stitch it up. So then, oh. if so then if you get stabbed, the moleskin right. <laughs> is on the end, and it may not hurt so much. Where okay. do you find moleskin? Um, in like the CVS by where um, you know they sell stuff for feet, corns, and stuff. Cause I put. Shoot, you can move, use moleskin for anything. You can put it in your shoes. Wait, like wait. little adhesives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I always thought it was like some kind of fabric. So it's not, it's like yeah. a band-aid? No, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's like a fabric. And then it has like an adhesive underneath. Because I put it in my dance shoes on some of them where, you know, the straps are thin. And if they rub against my toes, I'll just cut it real thin and I'll put it on there. Oh, like on the inside? Yeah. Oh. 
Okay. So it'll like prevent blisters and stuff. Okay. I always try and and like push it back in there, mm, yeah. but it always it comes, always back, comes out back out to then stab me all over again. Yeah. I don't know why I never. I just pull the shit out after a while, so one boob is just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I pull a couple of like that. It's like, oh, just walking around. doing in both your individual performance careers as well as with the podcast. My name is Raina Fire. I am 26 right I am 26 and originally from Chicago, but I have done the bulk of my performing with two groups in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Ooh, girl, it's oh, cold. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Come to San Diego. Come to San Diego, girl. I do not Come out here. Yes. <laughs> the Cream City Cabaret and the Brew City Bombshells for over five years. Back in 2013, I was 21 years old and still pretty new to burlesque. My best friend and roommate at the time, Dora Diamond, had her own variety show on one of the stages at Milwaukee's Pride Fest weekend. To paint a picture, the stage is outside facing Lake Michigan (laughs) and has a long ramp that literally stretches into the far end of the audience slash pedestrian area and leads right backstage. An audience member, young, drunk, white guy number one, who was roughly around my age and actually kind of cute, ran up that ramp and into the backstage area where I was still topless and sweaty from being mm. freshly, off, freshly off stage and 90 degree weather. Mm. You should have karate chopped him right in his throat. <laughs> right? Anyway, I turn around and he's literally right in my face telling me how much he loved my performance and how much he wanted to kiss me. Oh, oh boy. No. Okay. Now I am usually a lot more aggressive with shit like this, but I just kind of froze. Mostly because I thought to myself, damn, this guy could have gotten it if he had played his cards right, but he had to come at me like a dumbass. So y'all be fucking up. Y'all could have gotten on a lot of occasions and didn't because you opened your dumbass mouth. But anyway, I digress. I wasn't totally scared for my safety because despite him acting this way, he was just more sad than threatening. I was fully prepared to beat the fuck out of this 140 pound white boy. Mm-hmm. But he just kept saying how lovely I was and how lucky he would be to take me out until James Mansfield had him removed. If you're listening to this, thanks, boo. Luckily, this was my one and only line stepper as a performer, at least. And thankfully, it wasn't a life threatening situation. It has definitely made me a little more observant of my audience, making sure everyone stays in their lanes while we are doing our thing, LOL. Girl, thank you for this email. Yeah. If it had been me, he would have been injured. Well, you know I'm, I'm trying to practice my capoeira yeah. on people. So. Give them a reason. I hear legs sweeping people, y'all. <laughs> Don't come backstage if you are not in the show. I don't know how many times this has to be reiterated to folks. You don't belong back there if you are not in the performance. Mm -hmm. Period. Point blank. That's it. 
So thank you very much for your letter, Raina. Next, we have an email from Pearl DeMorta. <laughs> right, she's back. She's back, y'all. Don't be mad at Pearl. She's back. Um, hi, guys. I'm so sorry my emailing went AWOL. You better be. No. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, only people with the last names A through M got Christmas cards this year from me. <laughs> I guess this year it'll be N through Z. Happy New Year. <laughs> yes, yes. I wrote down a lot of the gifts for showgirls ideas. Now I need a GoFundMe. <laughs> I also really like the stress relief activity memes you posted. Thank you for always sharing amazing products and introducing us to new and amazing people. Self-care is so important, and I'm glad this episode focused on it. It wasn't until a few years ago that I learned it is good to take care of myself first. I was always there for everyone and running around crazy and neglecting me. Fuck that. If I'm not taken care of, I'm useless to everyone else. My self-care includes burlesque classes, focused breathing, reading books about serial killers, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you don't become one. Shit. Yes. 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 It's cathartic. It's right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, she got really- and then if you do become one, then you know how not to get caught. Yes. <laughs> Bam. Um <laughs> going on road trips, shopping. This one gets me into trouble though. Making pasties, petting my dog, reminding myself it's okay to feel however I feel in that moment, venting to friends and saying yes when someone offers to help. I get too proud to ask for help, and it can be a struggle to say yes. I've learned that letting someone help you is giving them a gift, too, and it's not weak to accept. Am I good about doing all of these things? Hell no. But every second is a chance to start over. So instead of focusing on the should be, should have, need to, etc., I hit the reset button, and I stop the crazy thinking. It comes back eventually, of course, but I just hit the button again. Sepia was talking about it being too cold to go outside. <laughs> Where the hell in San Diego do you live? That is cold, by the way. Girl, we're spoiled now. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are spoiled. It reminded me of light therapy. My depression gets worse in the winter, typically, no matter what is happening. I had a therapist suggest light therapy. There are lights that have some kind of special bulb that you sit in front of, and it helps with depression and sleep. I call it my incubator. When I'm on point with self-care, 20 minutes by that light helps. I put it on while I do my makeup, so I can't really say I don't have time for it. It's obviously important to talk to a medical care professional about things like that before sitting in front of one, but it's something to consider, and it's something that works for me. I love the episode, and continue doing what you're doing and being you. Love ya, Pearl DeMorta. Yay! Thank you, Pearl. Thank you for sending us your suggestions for self-care. SAD or seasonal affective disorder is definitely a real thing. Mm -hmm. And it does come from, you know, the fact that the days are shorter and we are sunlight deficient. We need that. It's necessary for vitamin D production, which is necessary for good mood and just normal neurological functions, period. You need that. And it can cause serious depressive issues and if you are already pre uh disposed to depression or you deal with depression anyway then seasonal affective disorder can just make that worse mm-hmm. but it's been too cold to sit oh. outside in the sun CBS. and i need to be in the sun and the sun be warm i'm sorry so I'm for any vitamin D. listen <laughs> for any of our east coast <laughs> listeners 
that are mad at sepia right now we did not do it it was her yeah because i did when they were having the they were having all that snow in virginia and my daughter sent me a picture of the snow i was at the beach and i sent a picture you are so shady and wait a minute and eva may pointed out you really did the shade because the trees (laughs) that was a big shade yeah that is but i was born in rhode island so I mean, but you don't live there anymore. No. So, hey. So shady. I felt so bad for my New York crew staying on the beach. Yeah. Like, Kino, are you child. from here? Nita? California, yeah. yeah. Are you? San Diego, born and raised. Oh. So it's cold. <laughs> it is not cold. It is. Okay. There have been some days where I've had to put on a sweater. I hate is, wearing a jacket. I hate wearing a sweater. Me too. It's I, weird. Like, I lived in Chicago for a couple years. Yes. Yeah. So, 60 degrees here feels like 40 degrees there. Yeah. Hmm. It's true. So it's it's a different kind of chill factor. It's mm-hmm. really weird. You but, acclimate. Like, I used to walk outside literally in a sleeping bag. I had a coat that went from head to toe oh, like, yeah. in a hood because it was so cold outside. Mm-hmm. I don't... I think I... My body would freak out if I went back and had to deal with that kind of cold. And I regularly walked around outside in that kind of cold before. <laughs> I see people out there wearing flip-flops and no jackets out there. I'm like, y'all crazy. Yeah. No, seriously, as soon as it gets above 40 degrees, people think it's warm outside. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's weird. Here, yes. 40 degrees is like yeah. the apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody, it is. Nobody yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna freeze to death. <laughs> I have frostbite on my fingers. <laughs> You got some history for us, ma'am? Yes, I do. Um, Our DZFs for this episode is Marie Bryant. She's a dancer, singer, and choreographer. Bryant was known as one of the most vivacious dancers in the United States. She performed at the Cotton Club at its height alongside Duke Ellington. She later would go on to teach dance to the likes of Marlon Brando, Lucille Ball, Debbie Reynolds, and Bob Hope. Now, wow, you all yeah, because you always hear about Debbie Reynolds and Bob Hope yeah. and Lucy, but yeah, we don't hear we about didn't her we didn't hear that this um black brown showgirl. black brown showgirl was out there slaying with the majors. Yeah, mm-hmm. teaching them, mm-hmm. teaching them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, mm. Okay, Sarah. Sarah. So, mm. Ain't that always the, mm. Patience. <laughs> patience. Patience is a virtue. Start humming. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Get the church fans out. California. She's a self-described wallflower that took her first burlesque class back in 2009 and haven't stopped since. She quickly discovered a passion and developed a talent for burlesque, which has now become an integral part of her life. Since her debut, she has performed on countless stages across California, Colorado, Texas, Atlanta, New York, and Las Vegas, to name a few. Internationally, she has entertained audiences in Canada and London thus far. 
She was voted one of LA's top 13 burlesque performers by Time Out Magazine. This fun and flirtatious babe has done so much, yet she barely scratched the surface of her capabilities. And she is today's PhD in fucking slayology. Yeah. Yes. And so yes. to find her, her Instagram is just thunder and that's J-E-S-S-T-H-D-R. And that's T as a Tom, H D as a dog R. <laughs> 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 understand what I'm saying and her site is JezebelThunder.squarespace and Jezebel is spelled J-E-S-S-A B-E-L-L-E and that's Thunder and um, again she's today's PhD in Slayology love you girl yes. Yes. Well, I'm glad she got her back up off the wall and, <laughs> and everything else because mama is serving right like some of us don't think she's a wallflower, but I mean, she's her little cute nerd self, which I love yeah. about her. Yeah, she. I mean, if that's what she considers a wallflower. Because <laughs> I'm just thinking about the first time. Was she looking at me like I'm just under? I have questions, ma'am, because when I saw you at Burlesque Brunch, what no walls hold none of that back. <laughs> She performed to play hmm. with, yes. the, with the boots and, yes. and the whip, the cat and nine tails. <laughs> she wasn't playing. That wasn't no mm-hmm. game. No. I know why. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't but get But outside the stage, like, I, I mean, I follow her on Instagram and Facebook, and that is her burlesque persona. So that is what I see of her. And I know that she loves London mm-hmm. and all things British. Mm-hmm. And that her photos are amazing. Mm-hmm. Just amazing. And her makeup is always on point. She always look her bot. Her bot that Girl and pitches. Why are you being? I picked her for PC psychology. Yeah, just and she does do like. I mean, I guess her her nerdy side appeals to me because I also have one. So I'm like, oh, that's cute. But I just would never be seeing her persona on stage. I would never think of her as a wallflower. <laughs> Remember I burlesque myself? Yes. I wanted to introduce myself yeah. to her because I was completely and utterly, my jaw was askew once again. And I was like, I want to say hi to her, but <laughs> I was scared to speak to her. And I went up and said hello and she was so sweet and yeah. so nice. Yeah. But she walked up, she went around the whole room, walked up on the stairs, did a layout on the fucking railing. Yeah. She tore it up at Burlesque Brunch. I just couldn't get over one. it. And Doc was with me. I was like, do you see <laughs> She has some epic numbers. My favorite number, I think, is one of her debuts that she did, and she danced to uh, Nerd. Yeah, I love that number, Mm -hmm. and I love her Bollywood number. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and um, yeah, and one of the first times I met her is one of our space shows, and. I was one of those fangirls, you know, I saw her on YouTube and now she's backstage with me and she was just, we have a picture together in our silver costumes. Full yeah. circle, because she'll, be back, she'll be back at our space show. Yeah, yeah. Yes. 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 yes, yes. Do y'all see why I'm the fuck shook? Yes. <laughs> Shooketh and tooketh. Mm-hmm. I don't have enough rhinestones for that. Full circle for you, wow. for sure. Yes, yeah. yes. So, yeah. 
All right, favorite mm-hmm. segment. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'll sit back. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, you thought. Because motherfuckers are disrespectful at H&M. Yes. <sighs> Where's my fucking apartment? Okay. Listen. <laughs> so, H&M. So they asked. All of it. Somehow got it in their rabbit ass minds <laughs> that it was okay for them to put a little black boy out as an ad wearing a green sweatshirt that said, what did it say? The coolest monkey in the jungle. The coolest monkey in the jungle. Yes. I have questions. Several. Who is on your design team mm-hmm. that will want to put that shirt on any child? First of all. Second of all, when you think about the history of the United States and all of the horrible references that have been made to African Americans in this country about being subhuman and ape-like. Would you think in your rabid ass mind to put that shirt on an African American child? Take a photo of it. Take that photo and have it go through all types of fucking approval. Because the photo right. was the, yes. right? this wasn't just some selfie that some motherfucker yeah, took no, and put no, on Instagram no. some dumbass that it wasn't was planned. Th- Y'all did this shit on motherfucking purpose. Mm-hmm. Okay, you plan this shit out. You put that photo out there. I want to know what tone deaf ass nice white ladies and gents you have working over there because I'm sure that nobody over there thinks that they're fucking racist. Can I speak? Yeah, please. The mother, because I'm a mother. This mother. <laughs> why would you let your child? wear that now i can understand you may not have been in it's possible you may not have been in the room when they were doing the photo shoot it's possible she, said she was in the room oh so she was in tried the room. on several sweaters and she was okay with it but carry on the fuck she was okay, there so then, so and me trying as an underage model the parents are there so you just pimped your child out for a paycheck but the kid was gonna get paid either way he showed up. When you show up, you're a contracted model, right? You exactly. get your check either way. But to be finalized, right? Why ways. would you? Even if in her rabid ass, internalized, racist ass mind, because ma'am, you have fucking issues. Fight me. Um, <laughs> somebody needs to knock some sense into you. Yeah, I have, and I will never have any patience for that shit. Mm-hmm. You objectified that child. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and that 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 image is gonna be there forever. Mm-hmm. And that bullshit ass apology. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then and and then now you know she's like, well, you know everybody can kind of miss her with it. She's not telling Diddy to miss her when he offered that million dollar contract mm-hmm. for your son. And people tell about, well, you don't know, you know what her home life is like. You don't know if she has any money. Um, you pimped your child, bitch. Okay. <laughs> I don't care what your fucking financial situation is. Your kid was going to get his money. H&M mm-hmm. had agreed to pay him. Yes. You did not have to put that little black boy and that fucking monkey ass shirt. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are you doing? With all of the images that we have seen, even in recent times, they had fucking the Obamas. Yes. And cartoons as fucking apes. Exactly. The goddamn president. Time magazine of all... 
mean, what the entire fuck? Like, I just don't understand how. But this this goes back to learned helplessness. And that's what this is about. And this happens to black people a lot. Because you see how things are and you see how society functions. And you get into this spot where you feel like there's nothing you can do about it. So it's like a you if you can't beat them, join them kind of thing, right? And this is also how you get the special blacks. Well, I'm not like the other black people. Mm. Yes, the fuck you are, okay? And why would you not want to be? Because we're lit. How's that? <laughs> okay? So I'm just trying to understand for her as a parent, what are you teaching your child about who he is and what his worth is, especially in a society where... Black people in general are targets. How are you painting the racist target on your own child's chest? And get this. You know how cruel kids are. She didn't even think about how the other kids are going to be telling him, oh, well, you're, you're a monkey. You have, you know, the little thing on with the shirt on in the jungle. You're a monkey. And, you know, mothers are supposed to protect their children. You're supposed to try to prevent them from experiencing any kind of harm teach them good lessons morals and even if you as an individual didn't see a problem with the sweatshirt you have to understand the context in which you are raising a black child in the united states of america where a rabid racist cheeto is our fucking president and you mean to tell me that you think it's, it's acceptable for you to put your child out there in the public, in the media, in an image that will live forever. This image is going to follow this child for the rest of his life. I'm going to disappoint you further. This was actually a UK ad. So this is not even American. Yeah, but they, they market. This is colonialism yeah. 101. Exactly. So they wherever work. they live, I don't know where what country they live in. In the UK, but clearly they know what's up. Like exactly, we've been called monkeys worldwide. <laughs> so for her to be okay with her son wearing something, saying that—that's a huge problem. And for her to then turn around and be like, "Miss me, miss you with what, bitch? Our entire fucking history, colonialism, mm. fucking miss you? How, bitch? How? How are you missed?" And how is your son going to be missed? He's not. Like you said, you're supposed to protect your children as a mother. I don't give a fuck what your personal thoughts were. You knew that this was going to cause an uproar. And that child is now in that in that light. And so what was the casting? Why did they choose that for him? This one. Well, she was said he, he the only one there? Well, she claimed that he tried on several sweaters. And which I believe because when you're a little model, you know, yes. you try different outfits. But I'm just mind blown how that was the final. I'm not mind blown. I'm just like, of course, they'll choose that as a final photo that's on the website to sell that funky little sweater. But here's the thing. He's a baby, so he don't know no better. He might just like the color green. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe he likes monkeys. Exactly. And that's fine. He's a baby. But you as the parent and all all of the fucking adults who work at H&M Yep. And who were who on working that photo their shoot. advertising and who worked on that photo shoot? Somebody, you mean to tell me not one motherfucker up in this whole process didn't Nan know no better? No, bitch, no, no, burn it all the fuck down. Yeah. Y'all are the fuck wrong, absolutely fucking not. 
This is wrong. Oh, you thought you were going to get away with... No, you know what? They didn't. They didn't think they were going to get away with it. They did this shit on purpose. This shit is great PR for them. Having all these people yes, riled, all riled up about this, all the press is good press, and we have people like our fucking president to thank for this. All of the negative shit that he puts out on Twitter and all that kind of stuff, he thinks he's fucking famous and shit. Mm-hmm. You're an it, you're the fucking monkey. Let's just no, you know what? Let's not even insult Don't monkeys insult like monkeys. that. <laughs> it's not fair to the monkeys. Yes, we're not gonna do not, that. They have not. better sense. No. Okay. Yeah, they're intelligent. They protect Actually. their kids. Okay. Mm-hmm. They don't be out here acting a fool like Monkeys this. Monkeys are intelligent. I don't believe that they didn't realize that this was going to be problematic. Mm-hmm. I just think that they decided that they didn't give a fuck and they were right. going to let. Because guess what? Again, once again, let's blame Look the at victim. All the attention too. Because the mom said it was okay. So how mm-hmm. is it racist? The yes. mother said okay, it was okay. The she mother gave, gave us permission, permission, so it's fine. This black lady gave us permission, right? Because mm-hmm. she speaks for all of us. Mm-hmm. And once again, here we are. With the internalized racism bullshit. Why is Diddy offering her the million dollars? Yep, and he he Was should, it a modeling contract? Yes, he dollars? should take that back because the mother she was yeah, part of the problem. Okay so it. she doesn't deserve to benefit from that. No. And <sighs> she was doing he was doing that as a way of like almost like reparations in a sense. Exactly. For this child. It, They're fucking profiting off of this child mm-hmm. being put in this horrible situation. Mm-hmm. So he's thinking, all right, let me fix this and now give this kid a modeling contract where he'll be shown in a more positive yes, light yes. as a black child, right? Because mm-hmm. clearly HM has lost their fucking minds. Mm-hmm. What he didn't know was that his mama was over there too clearly fucking in the sunken place yep going cha-ching cash register rain I mean (laughs) (laughs) that's what the mama did you right basically and you right she gonna take that money from Diddy that's all she did (laughs) dollar dollar bills y'all and this is where we are where a check is worth more Mm. than your integrity what if it was a grown ass man that wore it then I would cuss him the fuck out too. Cause you exactly. dead ass wrong. Exactly. Because I also seen Joseph people saying, "Well, you can pay me a million dollars wear a monkey." I'm not wearing that monkey ass shirt. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a fuck. And I'm mad because I got a shirt from H and M on right now, and I like H and M. I'm mad. I just bought some animal print shoes, pumps from H and M. They wild. Before this, I'm mad. Mm-hmm. And guess what? You can make money without selling yourself out to this bullshit capitalist racist patriarchal fucking system but if you believe their way is the right way then this is how you end up in these fucking predicaments and in this hot water because you don't have enough knowledge to think for yourself like she said there were several other shirts that that child tried on this did not have to happen this way why are we so quick to sell ourselves out for a little bit of change from these folks H&M is a multi-billion dollar corporation. How much are you getting paid for that slot? How much grief is it caught? Well, now you're getting money from Diddy. Diddy, don't give that bitch that money. Yeah, don't give her that money, please. Please don't. (laughs) Don't do it. Don't do it. Give that money to an organization that's out here trying to help some kids. Showgirl Sunday dinner. (laughs) Yeah. Diddy, we will come and model for you, okay? Yes, yes. Take that, take that. Yeah. Don't let yourself get sold out for a couple dollars. It's not cute. No, it's not. Because you look like Boo Boo the Fool. Mm -hmm. 
Starting dish. So today we're gonna talk about what we do to train our physical bodies to deal with the rigors of being a showgirl. Training is something that's necessary for all show persons. You have to prepare your body to be on stage regardless of ability, gender, genre of performance. You still need to do things to get yourself ready for the stage. What do you do to prepare yourself physically for being on stage? Do you have a routine, window of time that you like to make sure that you start your process before shows so that you feel good and you feel prepared? What's your rehearsal regimen like? What kind of classes do you take? What do you eat? Oh, what don't you eat? Are there things that you avoid because you know it doesn't make you feel great when you're about to perform? How do you manage your physical body? Okay, you're looking at me, but I think we should ask our guests first. <laughs> <laughs> training showgirl so she yes she does perfect person well I mean for myself as an instructor of course I need to go to training as well Mm -hmm. and um, I think it's it's very important to stay on your game keeps you on your toes and you gotta get that challenge in and and it actually brings inspiration too I think this year as as the new year for 2018 my goal is more about Less bookings, more training. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my thing right now. And I just want to surround myself with beauty and inspiration. And um, I just saw Hamilton. Yes! Oh, you're so lucky! Oh, oh my god, the dancing is so great. Yeah. Mm. And uh, the whole show. And I'm always on the road, of course. As you, you ladies know, I work as a flight attendant as my muggle job. And it's hard to take consistent training like especially with your favorite teacher yeah um, for me what i have to do is just get on youtube mm-hmm. and, like the rest of us <laughs> get on youtube and and play some fitness videos yeah. and i work out in my hotel room yeah. i don't do it as often as i'd like because i'm just so exhausted from work and people and i just want to be in bed mm-hmm. <laughs> what else i'm a nervous wreck right before stage yeah i don't know if you've ever seen me but yes. I, I'm <laughs> shaking and like I don't want to be here but I do oh, and I don't know what I do. <laughs> yeah. I'm like on the verge of crying. But if I have time, of course I will find my little spot in the dressing room and mm-hmm. kind of shut out from everybody. I, I kind of feel bad because I don't want to seem unapproachable. But like I I just need to get into yeah. show mode. I think and, that's most of the girls. Yeah. Like everyone's zoning out, listening yeah. to their music, stretching, whatever have you. So you're mm-hmm. good. So yeah. I'm just in my little corner doing my stretches and meditating and trying to get mm-hmm. into the zone and do that mood of that particular act. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a class taker. I gotta go to class. For me, it's necessary to be in class. I get a lot of inspiration from the other dancers around me and the way that they move. Mm -hmm. No matter what kind of class it is, I always see something in other folks that I I would like to emulate for myself because everybody has a different quality about the way that they move. Mm -hmm. And so I'm always observing people and things that I feel like I don't always do well when you see another body do the thing that you're working on, it helps you. For me, I'm very visual, right? So if I see how someone works something out that I feel like I need to work on, it's very helpful for me to watch someone do it. And then 
I try and get that into my own body. For me this year, taking classes that are not necessarily within my normal comfort zone. Yeah. And I like to go to the gym. I'm a very <clears throat> physical person. I need to work up a sweat almost every day. I don't sleep well if I don't exercise or go to dance class. It's the adrenaline and also the endorphins for me. Exercise has been a huge thing. It's one of the reasons why I became a personal trainer because it helped me manage my depression. And exercise is for everyone, yes. no matter what your abilities are. I've had clients that have had different ranges of abilities. I've had clients that have had different ranges of body types, body size. None of that matters. You can program a workout that's going to work for you and make you feel good without injury, without worrying about whether or not you can do it. You can push yourself a little bit, but you don't have to make... I see some personal trainers that like to make the workout extra hard. Ugh. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. that person's not there for you. That's not what they ask for. Mm-hmm. I mean, some clients want their asses kicked, and that's fine, but they give you permission to do that. Yeah. Within reason, you don't want to injure anybody, but it's not a show of you showing how much you can, like, beat this person up. You're there to make that person feel good yeah. and feel better and give them a goal to ascend to. You're not there to, like, beat the crap out of the person. I don't always do the hardest workout that I know that my body can do because that's not always what I'm there for. Sometimes I just need to break a sweat, get out of my head because you know I have manic brain. So when I'm running, I can't really think about anything else. Or if I'm in yoga, I can't really think. So it really does give me a break from my own mind and my own self. Sometimes I get really inspired when I'm working out. And I'll be stuck with choreography and I can't figure out what to do next. And you come out of yourself, you get the fuck out of your own way. Because I'm always in my own damn way, y'all. I'm a mess. First of all, I need to slow my ass down. So the next couple of acts that I'm doing are slow on purpose. That's something that I need to work on and train for as a showgirl. Is We've talked about this mm-hmm. in our privates. How to be still. Take the moment. Let them drink you in. You don't always have to be moving. But it's the dancer in me that thinks that I need to move all the time in order to be interesting. Mm -hmm. And again, this is why I like to watch her and why that closer act is something that I refer to a lot. Because there are a lot of moments of you just dead ass stop. (laughs) There's still movement in the stillness, right? It's the way you look at somebody. Yeah. Don't be afraid to be intimate with your audience. And that is something that I need to train to do. So that's something that I'm working on. Well, for me, the main thing I've been doing is developing my strength and stamina and flexibility. And to help with that, um, I've been a member of Planet Fitness for over a year. Gyms is a a challenge for Mm -hmm. me, just the environment and... I get anxiety with it. Do you feel judged or something? Absolutely. I know people see my fat ass. I know people compare themselves to me. I know people see me. I'm very... It's funny, like, being in my body is like, I'm hyper invisible. But when I'm in certain spaces, I'm more visible. (laughs) Why you look at me? Because, like, that word hyper invisible, I'm like, really? Oh, yeah. Well, that's just me living in San Diego as a fat black woman. Wow. Because I can't help but see you. I almost lost my mind the first time I saw you. Like, I screamed. I had no voice. You saw me on stage. Doesn't matter. (laughs) I saw you before you got on stage, and I was captivated. I appreciate that. But, I mean, that's just... No, but I get it. Yeah. Miracle. (laughs) 
But, you know, going to, um, you know, gym spaces, I was never really comfortable with it. And on the whim, I decided to join Planet Fitness. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that I did because it's a just a more comfortable environment. Like, every fucking body is there. Mm-hmm. Every fucking body. Like, mm-hmm. various bodies and ages. And that's why I joined it. And plus, you know, I could get a free massage after. That was like the oh. main incentive. Oh, nice. But they got the massage The massage Yeah. Yes. So, so I'm a black car it's member. Wonderful. I was paid $20 yes. a month. So I used the equipment and I could get a waterbed massage or a yes. chair massage. It's wonderful. And they didn't have that. I told oh, you that I would so never join. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's the only fucking reason why I joined. Okay. Because well, I'm like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to get a massage <laughs> after and I do it every time. Yeah. I even go in and just check in just to get a massage and leave. You know what? I need to do that because I haven't been and do it just Oh yeah, I was in something good one go. day. I got to work and I just swooped right in and did it for like two times, which is like ten minutes, mm-hmm. and I did out. I didn't care. Cool. Anyways, idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's twenty four hours, so I like to go where it's not when it's not not a lot of people because mm-hmm. it gets anxiety, you know. Oh, yeah. And what helps me is wearing my headphones with some good ass twerk music just to tune yeah. people out. Yeah. yeah. On average, I'm going to be honest, I go probably once a month, but I tell people, like, me just doing that, I feel a difference, because for me, I don't go there for the numbers, meaning I don't count my reps, I just do however many it feels good for me at the time, and whatever I want to work on, my arms, every time I go, I warm up on the treadmill, I do arms, I do abs, I do... Just whatever machine catches my interest, you know, but my main focus as a performer, I just want to build my strength and flexibility and my stamina Mm -hmm. because I want to do more forward and getting down from the floor and getting up. That takes strength. That takes, you know, stamina to keep moving. And I've definitely seen my growth in that. And I definitely recommend people like, you know, if you do decide to sign up somewhere or to, you know, incorporate more body movement, it doesn't have to be hard. (laughs) And as often I don't go, which is only once a month, I still feel a a difference in, you know, my development. And that's what's most important. I definitely encourage folks to look more into, feel more strong and stamina. Because if we're doing a four minute number, Whether you're just standing in one spot, you know, letting folks soak you in, or if you keep moving, you you just want to hold it together. You know, and I think that's so important no matter what size you are. And that's why I think what's important when it comes to training, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. and in whatever your ability is, I think the focus should be more on strength because outside of dancing, it's important to be strong. You know what I mean? So I look at that for just survival purposes. And bone density and all that kind of stuff. And also, like, no matter what your ability is, the more flexible you are and the more mm. strong you are, the more apt you're going to be able to recover from anything, yeah. you know, yeah. and just yeah. being able, having more mobility. Even people who deal with things like uh, arthritis and things of that nature are surprised when they come into a gym and they work with a trainer and they see how much more mobility they can gain and that reduction in pain. A lot of people don't realize that you can help yourself as far as Pain control is concerned by training your body, your muscles, correcting your posture, functional training. Yeah. Like stuff that's going to make you live a better life. Yeah. You sit at a desk all day, yeah. this starts, mm-hmm. it changes the shape yeah. of your yes, spine. Yes. You can train that out of yourself. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So that you're not walking around like this all the time. And right. that causes pain in the neck and then your 
traps get all inflamed, all, all kinds of things get thrown out of alignment. Yeah. So even something as simple as that can bring someone relief yes. and just make their overall quality of life better. So yeah. no, everybody's not trying to run around look, look, looking like an Adonis or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like sometimes it's just about functionality and yes. feeling better. Yes. And another thing I've incorporated, when I went to BurleyCon, the instructor encouraged folks to take ballet classes. Mm-hmm. I've never taken a ballet class. I was like, I'm definitely not going to take one, <laughs> but I was like, I'm open to it. Mm-hmm. And so I found a pre-ballet class by, I don't know her last name, but it's Catherine mm-hmm. at State, the Stage 7 over there at the University mm-hmm. in 30th. Mm-hmm. And that's the best class because it's not about, um, you know, how pointed your toes could be and you know, the, the things you think ballet is about is really about your muscles and formation. It's not about how erect you are. It's all about, you know, are you taking care of your feet? How are your feet positioned? You know, recognizing your muscles. And it's just a lot of in, inner work yeah. more than anything. And you leave that class sweating and you're not mm-hmm. even doing floor work. You're, you're just doing like, you know, basic posture standing. Yeah. And I don't know all the terms they use, right. but... I just learned so much from that, and the class was like five dollars. Oh, so if you oh. can take a a pre ballet or a, a beginner ballet class, that could help you because I could help with stillness yeah, too. You absolutely. know, control. It's all about the muscles. So oh, and for me also yoga. Um, I don't take it regularly, but I enjoy doing the poses for stretching. I love pigeon pose to help me, you know, eventually get to the splits those are hip openers yeah mm-hmm. sex is a hip opener too mm-hmm. so i mean and as a showgirl i will say over the years you know having sex has actually helped me too like you know doing certain drops or whatever it just helps Riding on, exactly, when you're on top, you know, you gotta engage that core, your thigh muscles, or however you choose to ride, you know. <laughs> For me, that's... Tell yes. us. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, <laughs> all these things, it really, truly helped me develop as a showgirl, mm-hmm. I've noticed over the years. So, those are my showgirl tips. Um, I really need to take class more. Not just for burlesque, but mm-hmm. because I have fibromyalgia. Mm-hmm. And that helps for me not to have flare-ups. And I need to walk more. We know I love being outside. Mm-hmm. And it's been cold, so... It's been warm I can't up. just... Yeah, it's warmed up, so walking... You won't be cold if you go for a walk with me. I'm going to train you, CPU. Uh, okay. I'm going to take you outside. I need a trainer. I don't, I don't have discipline to mm. do... But, but I'll do what... I'll follow an instruction. Yeah. Okay. I follow instructions. I think that's what it is for a lot of people, too. Like, a lot of my clients... Yeah, I had clients for a long time, and even, like, my clients, they had homework. So they were coming into into the gym and work out on the days that they weren't with me, but they knew I was going to be there. And they knew if I didn't see them that I would be like, um, where was you today? So it's just somebody to help hold yeah, you accountable, exactly. right? Exactly. And that's what I, I need somebody to help keep And then sometimes like people would be like, I'm having a really terrible day. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. You can have whatever kind of day you want. You can say whatever you want to me as long as you keep doing these squats. <laughs> so, you know, like... <laughs> Talk and do your reps. Like, this is a safe space. So you can say, you can, and, and for sometimes, sometimes for people, it, it did become kind of therapeutic. They just wanted to have somebody to chat with. Yeah. I heard some stuff as a trainer. I'll be sitting uh, there like, 
than life story. Oh my god! I mean, but some it, it's heartwarming that people trust you in that way. It is a relationship. They're yeah. trusting you with their bodies, and it, yeah. it is it can get very intimate. Yeah. And I'm okay with that because I love people and I love helping people, and you know, I I like some people. What is something new that you're gonna do to your training? Hmm. What are you, you gonna add? You know what else I do that. I will, if I have a routine that I'm working on, I may not do it full out, but I'll do it. I may sit down and do it in the chair, but when I'm doing it, I'm actually doing a lot of core stuff because yeah, I'm sitting here and I'm doing all, I'm doing all of it in my hair. In I your car too. In my car. My car. <laughs> you know, I will do it. I may be in the bathroom yeah. or someplace in the store and all of a sudden I'm like, okay, let me do this. <laughs> And then I have to remember I need to take time to rest because we always do all this training, but the resting is important. Is important. Periodization. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I try to schedule time to rest and not be so upset at myself about, okay, I'm just sitting here and not doing anything because I do that too. Yeah. No, so I think for me, I'm not doing something new. I am doing something new and working on stillness. Because it's something that's difficult for me. But I'm also bringing something back into my training with two things. So I'm revisiting two things. The Mm -hmm. first thing is making sure that I'm diversifying my class experience. I'm the type of person that gets comfortable in an environment and I don't like to switch. No, no more. Mm -hmm. The static stuff has got to stop. It gets stale and I know better, right? I know better. So, And then the other thing is getting back into my strength training regimen um, and being more disciplined about that. I've restructured my school schedule, so it's going to make things easier. Last semester was a fucking shit show. I'm not doing that to myself. I'm taking six classes again this semester, but the way things are scheduled, it gives me time in the day when I know I am most motivated to go to the gym. I am available to do that. Mm -hmm. So just getting back into that routine of what I know feels good to my body. And it has nothing to do with weight loss or modify nothing. I just know that when I do these things, Mm -hmm. I feel better. And that's what I I want. I want to feel good. Because the better that I the better I feel, the better I will perform. I'm always gonna be a nervous wreck because I care so much about what I'm doing, Mm -hmm. you know, as far as being a performer. Mm -hmm. That's never gonna go away. Mm -hmm. But I know there are things that I can do to be better prepared than what I have been doing recently Uh because of a whole bunch of different reasons. Stress and blah, 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 and school and my life kind of changed very drastically over the last few months. But just getting back into the things that I know work and diversifying my class experience. So those are my things. Yeah, on that note, um, I personally, I've been feeling very complacent with my work, Mm -hmm. Um, whether it be in training or even on stage. Believe it or not. Wow. Yeah. And um, so I'm kind of promising myself to take more classes with different different teachers. Yeah. And um, I really miss taking hip hop classes. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like you said, you're going back to your old self or mm-hmm. old regimens. And I just really miss taking like advanced jazz classes Mm -hmm. and hip-hop and um just kind of get into that scene and um and especially it's 
when you're seeing your friends on TV. Yeah. <laughs> World of dance. Like, yeah. Killing it on. So you think you can dance? I was like, oh man, mm-hmm. I totally danced with them in the studio. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. And but back then, when I was young, I was like, oh no, I could never be a a professional dancer. Blah blah blah. You know. Yeah. That whole thing gets into your head, and yeah. or, or your Filipino parents mm. saying that you can't be doing that. So one thing I'm spoiling myself with um, this year, I I signed up for an intensive with Galen Hooks. Mm-hmm. So um, that's going to be based out in LA, and I'm just really excited. I'm I'm kind of terrified too, mm. yeah. but um, I think it's just going to be really good for me. Yeah. So um, just get back into different styles and um I just I because I'm not disciplined enough um like you're saying like with most people but um I kind of need someone new to not sugarcoat things for me and just tell me what they see offhand and kind of yeah (laughs) because I'm the same thing with you I can take I take critique and I take instruction very well Mm -hmm. but when it comes to like doing it for myself Mm -hmm. I'm not always the best at being motivated to help myself I think that's everyone and and then once you know I get the pattern down then I will do it and like you I'm taking classes like um one of my acts for the space show, Sky is choreographing oh, yeah. my act. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's that. a, yeah. Shit. And you're popping and dropping. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, right. and, then, <laughs> and then I'm having, and then, you know, I already said I took um, Emirates class. Yeah. And then I'm having a private with yeah. Simone Del Mar. Ooh. So I'm trying to, for people to see different sides. And, awesome. I, and I'm pushing, you know, different side so I can diversify. Grow. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't Different want people to think, really oh well she can only do this and mm-hmm. no <laughs> February seventeenth. I mean you gotta be a Madonna. Right? Yes, yes. You gotta keep and Janet yeah. and all those performers and that we love. You I, just keep reinventing I yourself. Need to take I need to take some more African classes. Yeah, I haven't taken gang, any gang, in a while. Yeah. And I know... Fabio. I actually have information know, about one for y'all. Oh, good. I know I'm going to like be crawling out afterwards, but um, that's, that's okay. Body, that's right a now. good... That's a good... Yeah. I can go to Planet Fitness and get, get on the massage bed. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but me sort of feel good. I um, will agree. I need to take classes again, too. Since I haven't had money to take classes, mm-hmm. I haven't and taking any mm-hmm. however this year I would really like to get back to that because I miss it there's several classes that are very intimidating to me like you say you want to take more advanced classes or whatever or you mm-hmm. guys just want to diversify you know with different instructors and I think about that too but I'm still scared because you know I I'm still not where most people are in the classes like I can't get down on the floor and get up quick you know I just feel limited in but how way. do you think those people got to the point where they could get down on the floor and get back mm-hmm. up quickly practice I suppose. you need to yes. be in a class environment that is a see that's the thing too as an instructor you i feel like you have to kind of yes you have your your routine and you have and classes are leveled for a reason right but then you also have to know how to make everyone feel comfortable like when you're doing a group fitness class right you have to have modifications for all different types of levels and abilities for bodies 
I was a dance instructor for years as well. How do you work with all the different bodies in the room? Because when you're dealing with a community dance class, you're going to get everything in the room, right? So A, like how you break these things down for everybody so that they understand anatomically how to move your body. And if you don't get up as fast as everybody else, then you just don't get up that fast just yet. You'll get there. And that's the whole point of being in class is that it's it's a learning environment. And I think for some people and in some environments, it becomes a competition. And I don't think that's healthy, right? You want to, the only person you should be in competition with is yourself, right? So you want to be a better version of the person that you were when you took the class last week or, you know, two days ago or however that works, but just be patient with yourself, right? And allow yourself Nobody's perfect. That's why you're in the class, right? right? So even like Alvin Ailey dancers take class every day. Yeah. So it's, and they're always striving to improve and be better. Yeah. So at that level, there's still, you know, a, a level to ascend to or yeah. something else to master. So I think, you know, just kind of letting yourself not deal with that competitive shit and just, yeah. Do what you need to do for your body when you're in the class, I think, is probably the best way to approach taking a class. Yeah, I'll definitely say before I take some classes, if I, I if I know it's something I'm unfamiliar with, yeah. I do try to be, uh, think positive. Mm-hmm. Because I have cried in classes from yoga to dance class. Mm-hmm. I have left the class crying. I just felt very defeated. And I see, you know, everyone else doing it easily. I'm just like... I'm a fumbling mess. Mm-hmm. I can't. I just can't. Yeah. And even when it comes to modifications, you stand out in the mod. I don't know. It's just so many little nuances for me. So I know that's a hump that I need to get over as a performer taking, you know, various classes. Mm-hmm. And because I like I took ballet. I never take that before. Taking that before. Mm-hmm. So that was new for me. And I want to take more floor work. Like you guys want to about stripper church. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I want to do that too. Yeah. Not feel and scared. It's just but, fun. Yeah. Um, the other training that I guess I'm actually doing that's not physical is since I'm getting ready for, you know, the Black History Month thing yeah. and we have to go over scripts and and analyze, okay, well, what is this character, character feeling? That's a part of when you're building your act too, when you're listening to the music oh, and, really? you know, what you're trying to portray. So that's helping me even with existing acts that I have for keeping them new to really be free to feel what I'm feeling and be out of my head and not think because, you know, we'll always be in our head and be thinking about the choreography and instead of feeling the being in the moment performance yeah. and being in the moment so yeah. that's what Guilty. i'm gonna try to do <laughs> even though a lot of times you know i'll be freestyling but um <laughs> at least you kill it when you freestyle <laughs> but i want to be able to be, too. i yeah. want to be able to be more in control and i need to get more of a bank of some choreography in yeah. me so that i know okay well hey i can go to the yeah, yeah right. to this so that's what I'm gonna is that I'm what you do on. too when you freestyle you would say um, yeah like a bank of moves that you go to oh definitely and I think that's why I'm kind of getting bored with myself mm. because I'm 
I'm going back to the same moves I've always been. Oh, because it's just tried and true. Right. Mm. So now I'm like, all right, well, yeah, that works for everybody. But, I mean, you know, it works for the crowd. It's a crowd pleaser, but it's getting to that point where, like, okay, this crowd has seen me before. Mm. And now I need to bring something new to them so mm. that they can keep enjoying seeing me dance over and over again. Right. Because I don't want, I don't want to go stale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what I love as performers. Like, you could, you, oh, you could only go up. Like, you could only keep getting better the more you practice. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's dope. Like, I think of, you said, like, the whole Alan, how you say it? Alvin Ailey. Yeah, mm-hmm. and all those, and, you know, someone generic, like, not generic, but common, like, Beyonce. Like, she's on top, but she keep performing, keep, you know, dancing. She'll keep getting better. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just feel like the levels of growth is always there as a performer. You can never take too many classes. No. Right. Absolutely not. Never. Never. I think it's important to keep You never down. reach the mountaintop. Yeah. The moment you think you've arrived, exactly. you need to go. Like, Michael Jackson, <laughs> like, look at Mike. Like, he had a choreographer. Yeah. You know, yeah. so no, no matter how big you are, how top you are, yeah. there's always still room to keep getting better and grow because you're going to start to feel stale, you know? But I also think there's something to be said about things that actually do work for absolutely. you. Absolutely. Right? You have to rock don't fix it? Yeah. You can evolve it. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's some but I, I think also too sometimes we get so caught up on this whole idea that we have to be different or, or change all the time. Yeah. But there are things that belong to us that are core to us. Yeah. That I think people do enjoy seeing yeah. from us because they're they make us who we are. Yes. So I don't think it's like we never got tired of moonwalk. That's true. No. So, but and, you know, you evolve, but I think that there are certain things that make you who you are that you should also hold mm-hmm. on to. But it's also, I think it's great to also try new shit. Absolutely. And that's, yeah. I think that's what has kept me in burlesque uh, or kept my attention this long because it's still something more to do. It's, you know, mm-hmm. I want to try more things. So I think that's the beauty of, of any type of performing art. There's mm-hmm. always something else to try. Somebody's mm-hmm. always innovating. Mm-hmm. There's always a different style coming out, mm-hmm. a new way of doing something. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 an, it's always evolving. Yeah. So it's the beauty of, of all performing arts. going to move into our booked and busy portion of the show and Exactly what I imagine when I'm in my car listening. Oh, good, good, <laughs> good. Keep very chill. Smiling the same thing. The first show that we have coming is it's coming, y'all. January twenty seventh. Lola Demure's burlesque and variety show at the House of Blues. Um, it's gonna be interesting. I am doing a duet with Lola. And Miss Egypt Black Nile is our headliner, as we have told y'all several times. Mm-hmm. The fuckery is coming to San Diego. And you can learn the fuckery. Because there's going to be classes, y'all. Yeah. All right? Training! Yeah. <laughs> Get y'all ass to these workshops. Um, there is information on the workshop 
on our Showgirl Sunday Dinner Facebook page, and I will also be posting links to that in the show notes, as well as making sure that it is on the website. So please uh, come to the show. The link for tickets to the show is on our Booked and Busy tab, so get your tickets for that. It is selling out quite quickly. Um, The next show that we have coming up is... Nudie newbies. Yeah. Oh. Um, now it's not just nudie newbies. It's, it's the nudie, ultimate the reveal. Ultimate right? reveal. So this yes. is the last one of the whole. This is the last one. So all the five winners will compete for the ultimate reveal on February seventh in San Francisco at the Oasis mm-hmm. and. I'm so excited, and I am going to bring him something they're not going to expect. Yeah. <laughs> I got something up my sleeve, and nice. but I just is. can't. I I can't wait to see all the other. I've met some of the performers, yeah. Um, but I just can't wait to see. And the venue and Redbone is just. I mean, the oh the God. cast yeah. and everyone backstage, and Foxy Tam will be there. So, come on out. San Francisco peeps, San Francisco. get to the show. Yep. Come on out, yell for me. Twirlisha will be in L.A. performing yes. at Boudoir Burlesque, yes. which is a Simone Del Mar production. I'm so yes. excited. It's the Bronze Beauties of Burlesque show. February 15th, no cover, so there's no excuses. All the LA people come and see this show. It's gonna be, um, it's gonna be fantastic. As you know, we are all really big fans of Onyx Bondoran, oh, yes. and she is gonna be in the show. So, I mean, with all of her fabulous costumes, yes. I'm just so excited. Girl crush. Woo! To be on stage with this woman, I just, I can't. So please come out to the show. It's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. I will also be performing in Glitter Tribe Studios Student Showcase on mm-hmm. February 9th at Queen Bee's Art and Cultural Center, and that is here in San Diego. Yes. So uh yeah, come on out and see that. We have uh our guest Smiley LaRose will be premiering her very Ooh, first solo it will be her debut so come out and see smiley and uh all the other students at glitter tribe they've been working very hard uh to deliver this amazing show so come out and and see the student showcase and bless your heart burlesque we're having our sextra terrestrials that's gonna be on february 17th uh which is a saturday Featuring Jezwell Thunder, Whiny Reckless, Tazabil, and our very own Felicia Devon. Yes! Woo! I'm a guest speech! I'm a guest speech! I yeah! mean, it was just a year ago. She was just at our show, Woo! and now she's on our fucking stage. I know! So much She's taking over. I don't even know. And we <laughs> Y'all better watch ready out, though. for it. <laughs> yeah. Y'all this better show, be ready. The mothership is landing. It's, it's fucking landing. You better come to this show. This show. It's going to be having so many black out and brown bodies space. on it. You yes. Out. This is probably going to be the blackest, brownest show <laughs> San Diego has yeah. had. Yes, it's much needed. If you think about it. In outer space. space. Yes, outer space. in outer space. It's going to be yes. so ridiculous. So our tickets, um, you could purchase, which is Sextra, 
www.brownpapertickets.com and you'll see more information in our show notes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, sex Miss Die Lovely. I am producing a show soon here in San Diego. Okay. Oh, <laughs> 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 I don't I don't want to get you know yeah. I, I am very excited about oh it of course show strips though yeah yes. so this one's gonna be different it's okay. gonna be at a new venue mm-hmm. and um maybe I'll just leave it at that for now yeah yes. you heard it here first show yes. girls yes. Yes. Um, show girls I don't, you know, perform here as often. Yeah. Um, on that note. And producing. Yeah. Yes. yes. Amen. Um, I will be at the Seattle Moisture Festival, um, March 29th through the 31st. Oh. So like last, the last weekend of March, I will be in Seattle. Moisture Festival. I know. <laughs> I, I, I heard that name. I'm like. Moisturize your situation. Moisturize your situation. Yeah. Right. It's a whole vaudeville um, festival. Oh, cute. It's crazy. So, Um, it'll be my first time. So, I don't know what I'm in for, but I'm excited. (laughs) See, diversity. But you can just show girl. I'm here at the Moisture Festival. Back in SD, I will be joining Burlesque Brunch. Um, at the Lafayette in April. Yes. So that is always a fun gig here in, in San Diego. And um, as for anything else, just catch me on social media and I'll be announcing any of my Miss Tiki Oasis tour dates. Yes. yes. So come drink with me at your local uh, watering hole, at your favorite tiki bar, wherever you are in the United States or maybe even abroad. No, traveling you know, just, just, just follow me. I don't know how Miss you sleep. Miss I, I, I do not sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you and Jamal y'all stay hanging out, going out, traveling. It's an inspiration. Like we said, we all need to go out more. I'm trying. I've yeah. not been the best this month. Mm. It's not over, though. We'll go. I'll take you out. Tia is a Face down, ass up, dancing in my oh, life. Yes. Mm-hmm. So right. now we will move into our pasties and cake. Uh, these are our final thoughts, our our musings to end the show. My final thought is that. I really appreciate being here with my Showgirl Sunday Dinner <laughs> sisters. Yeah. Um, it means a lot. I mean, after a long week that I could just sit and relax and talk shit and it's therapeutic. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, that's my pasties and cake. My final thoughts is uh, work with what you got. Meaning, mm-hmm. um, as Showgirls in training... We're all at different levels in our training. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 
and um, that's unique and that's okay. I'll keep working on improving and getting better as a performer. Like you said, um, don't be in competition with other people. Yes. You know, be in competition with yourself, healthy competition. You just want to be better than you were before. Yes. All about good self improvement. Yeah. I have two. My first pre-season cake goes out to my little sister, Kimmy B. I love you. She's my rock. And she's my little sister, but she's my rock. So, love you. And then my second thing is, is um, I just thought of this. If anybody needs any advice or any help with fitness tips or, or workout plans or any type of training issue that you're going through, send us an email. I'd be happy to um, sit down and go over your current program or help you create a new program. I'm total nerd about this stuff mm-hmm. and about functional training. And I really, even though I'm not actively working in a gym anymore, I still do train clients on the side. So if anybody's looking for some advice or just wants to ask questions, hit me up. I'd be happy to to chat with you and discuss that. So yeah, hit us in the Gmail, showgirlsundaydinner at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. So um, with the showgirl and training kind of theme, I'd say Train hard, but slay smart. Yes. You know, you can you can take maybe five classes a week, but as long as you're taking the classes that are serving you, mm-hmm. yeah, that's how you're gonna improve. You yeah, know? Mm-hmm. absolutely. And, um, surround yourself with the the students around you and the the teachers that are going to actually help you improve and yes. get you um, where you want to be. So mm-hmm. talk to your instructors and um, they'll be more than happy to really guide you in the right place. Yeah. And yeah, so just be smart about it. Oh, <laughs> so you're not wasting yes. any time or money. Yes. That's <laughs> hey. Woo, coins is hard to come by. Donate to showgirls. We have classes we want to take. Don't y'all want to see us play? I know. Okay, can you hit the Patreon, the PayPal? We have class cards to buy. We're trying to stimulate our local burlesque community Mm -hmm. and economy by, you know, supporting our dance teachers. So support Showgirl Sunday Dinner so that we can support Die Lovely and take her classes. We're trying to play these uh, teachers that we're doing privates with what they're worth. Yes. Okay. No, so. We want to make sure we support our our mentors. Okay. Yes. Help us help them. No. <laughs> yes. All right. So please tune in next week for Showgirl Sensuality. Ooh, we're going to yes. talk about our different ways we get ourselves in the mood to be sensual on stage because mm-hmm. burlesque is a very sensual and intimate art form. Even when it's funny, mm-hmm. you know, there's still a sensuality about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of our senses are engaged when we are experiencing a burlesque performance. So we want to talk about how we get ourselves in the mood to slay for you so uh make sure that you tune in we love you we look forward to hearing from you and we hope you have an awesome week thank you for having glitter and dinner with us again this week we love you bye thank you guys and yes thank you so much (laughs) yes 2018 has blessed us y'all yes yes lovely in the house yes and we all survived No, I love you, girl. 
Thank you all for joining us this evening. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Showgirl Sunday Dinner and on Twitter at SG Sunday Dinner. Use the hashtags hashtag Showgirl Sunday Dinner or hashtag SGSD so we can follow all the social media conversations happening in between meals. Visit our website, www.showgirlsundaydinner.com for more information on the showgirls, our upcoming performances, and booking inquiries. You can also always email us at showgirlsundaydinner at gmail.com with questions, tips, advice requests, recipes, suggestions, advertising, or booking inquiries, etc. Last but not least, we cannot live on glitter and rhinestones alone. We need your help to keep serving all of this hot, burly goodness every week. You can visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash showgirlsundaydinner if you want to donate monthly, plus get access to some of our spicier content. We also accept PayPal donations at www.paypal.me slash showgirlsundaydinner. Showgirl Sunday Dinner will drop every Sunday evening at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and will be available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Please share us with all your friends on social media. We hope that you are full and satisfied. Stay sparkly, and we look forward to glittering dinner with you all next week. <laughs>